Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag WatchmanIS216. On Instagram, use hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, use hashtag Watchman. And you can join us on USA.life by using hashtag Warren Radio. Also, MeWe by using hashtag Warren Radio. Join us on Parlor with at Watchman DGS and Clout Hub by at Watchman Radio. No, I'm sorry, at Warren Radio. You can listen to our shows through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Please take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman and the featured posts this week on DanaGlennSmith.com are America Truth Violated. Taken from Psalm 9, we find cities destroyed, those who have plotted against the nation and the judgment of Almighty God. There is hope for the Lord there is hope for the Lord stands to be a refuge in the time of trouble. Also, the thy many gods, O America. The mortar is gone, the firmament is of brass, and to a people blessed. The ends the end rides a black horse with death alongside. Woe to the people whose knowledge has risen, and choices have been made in error. And by going to born-usa.com, you can read the following articles. Christian Nonconformity in the World The phrase sounds opposite of what Christians are called to do. This is the beginning and end of all things in Christ Jesus. And also, justice, judgment, and mercy. People justify their actions today. There is no clearer evidence of this than the pillaging, looting, arson, and murder that was allowed to go on in major cities. So go to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com to read the latest articles. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn Greetings this is a Friday morning in December this is the 4th people in America and all over, experiencing various differences of culture and ideas. For us, of course, many are experiencing, looking forward to 
everything concerning with the holidays. We're looking at the end of the year, which is an amazing thing. Another year down. Today, salvation draws nigh, fighting God, the kingdom war, part 11. We left off, uh, we were in Ephesians 6, a house divided. Well, that's where we're at in the world. Many houses are divided. In America, we're a divided, a divided nation. Well, we basically have the war on two fronts in the political realm, the Democrats and all of their cronies and buddies, and the Republicans, who consist of uh, conserv conservative patriots uh, and those who supported Donald Trump against uh, uh, Schumer, Pelosi, and Biden, and all the Democrats, and Antifa, and BLM, and... <laughs> I mean, we've been divided before, but this is ridiculous. But ridiculous is sitting on the throne of America today. Foolishness is along with him, and lawlessness is feeding him. Welcome to the new world we live in. There is no doubt that for Americans... We have a tendency to get caught up in life. While others are suffering problems, going through various things, Americans for, well, as long as I've been alive and can remember, had a pretty good life. I can tell from both of my grandfathers who went through tough, tough times, the depression, the war, I should say wars, than us today in this generation, and of course I'm the older of these generations, I'm part of the baby boomers, but yet in all of that, we look at Romans 13, 11 through 14. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Now if you were in a church preaching somewhere, that would be a good opening statement. Are you asleep out there? Yeah, well in congregations there is a tendency to fall asleep. I never did it. But uh, there were others. Nevertheless, for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed, than when we believed. Speaking to those in Rome, there was a lot of uh, Jewish believers, Messianics, in Rome as well as a lot of Jews themselves. And he's writing to the believers in Rome, all of them. You know, and it is today, boy, we could really say that it's high time to awake out of sleep. Now, while I'm not asleep, literally, and also figuratively I've been awake for a long time I I was shaking shaken I should say out of sleep and the Lord called me to this end time ministry this is not the beginning of our ministry this is just the end time part but see, everybody can identify with that. Awake out of sleep. Your salvation is near. You look around and you see the world still there and say, well, the Lord ain't coming today. 
One of these days, people are going to say that, and he's going to be here. But the point of it is that uh, Paul was talking about follows. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Night being in darkness. That time when most of those around you are in darkness in the night. The time of the night. And the time of the night has a lot of figurative uh, things to it. Especially when we come into evil and wickedness. When we say the night is far spent, when we say, you know, this is the time of the night. And the time of the night has literally hit a number of nations for Christians. The Christians in China, the time of the night has, has come upon them, meaning evil, meaning a time of darkness when their light can't shine, when they are castigated, when they are persecuted. Meanwhile, if you're China, the communists, and you support the communists, you do what they say, it's still day. Yet you're in darkness because you don't see the light, but you wouldn't know it. You look at the many Christians that are persecuted for their faith today. Especially the recent ones we've been talking about on our advocacy show on Wednesdays. Horrible things are happening to brothers and sisters around the world while Americans and Christianity get sidetracked. But there are those who aren't sidetracked. We're not sidetracked. We know exactly what's happening. We report on it. We talk about it. And we know those organizations that are on the ground. Thank God for them. Thank God for the brothers and sisters in Christ who go over and are willing to risk their lives to help the persecuted church. Thank God for them. It's a calling. It's dangerous. And while you're sitting here in a warm house in the winter, Celebrating Christmas, looking forward to open presents and being with your kids. Christians today have been attacked, their heads lopped off, and the world doesn't do anything about it. The perpetrators, radical Muslims, get away with it. And we can, we can recite this story over and over and over again. The night is far spent, folks. There's evil out there. You may not think so. You may think that, well, the most evil you see is, uh, you know, the politics in this country. Whether you hate Trump or love him or whether you uh, don't like Biden and you want Trump. Either way, we're a divided nation. Either way, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. The works of darkness are upon us. That means lawlessness, which Paul warned about in Second Thessalonians 2. And we're to put on, it says, let us put on the armor of light. Now this program is about fighting God, the kingdom war. And see, the call, after all of this, we've been talking about spiritual warfare and everything else and the things that affect us. This affects us. And we have to throw off the darkness. We have to remember we are the light. And we need to put on the armor of light. Ephesians talks about the armor of God. But basically, you get into the word of God. You fast. You pray. You look, at, look to the Lord. You believe in miracles. And I was glad when John Hagee came out the last couple of weeks. He's been coming out with some pretty good stuff. I don't follow the man, but he winds up on some of our feeds that we have, which is fine. He's, uh, he's one of the ones that began Kufi. We're very much in support of Kufi. And uh, Christians United for Israel. We're unabashedly supporters of Israel, whether you like it or not. Whether the world likes it or not. 
And uh, if you would, f if you follow me in any way in any one of our feeds, I put up uh, <clears throat> daily little mini sermons, mini scriptures. I put them. And today was about the new covenant in Israel. Make no mistake about it. God has not forsaken Israel. So Paul goes on to say, Let us walk honestly, as in the day, not in rioting or drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, nor in strife and envying. But see, that's exactly what we do in America. That's what's been going on. And you can add pillaging, rioting, burning down businesses, murder, and many other things in this country. And the Democrats, many of them, liberal, uh, globalists, uh, many of them supported by uh, Soros's open society, didn't do anything to hold them accountable. So to the citizens of Portland and Seattle and New York and various others, stayed in their homes, watched on TV while the governors did nothing and the police were told to stand back and they just and the people went in and rioted. They broke down the doors, they stole stuff, and they think they have a have a right to do it. Then they turn around and there's other uh groups that are with them who called to kill every white. Well that isn't new. Many, many years ago when I was uh um doing what I'm doing now we were we had on our show and I was writing just like I'm doing today and uh, we had some of these black liberal uh, liberal they're beyond liberal they're wicked and one of their leaders he was uh, stationed in Florida had come out and said that I can't wait to hang every cracker on a light pole now, see, that'll send his soul to hell. And I don't live in fear of these thugs or any thug. I do not fear the devil, and I do not fear the fear he puts. For the Lord is my strength, and the Lord is my deliverer. Christ overcame all principalities and powers, and the thugs on the streets are that, thugs. And they try to use race in order to be a thug, in order to steal and legitimize what it is. But as Christians, we're to walk honestly, as in the day. That means as in the light that we are called in through Christ, we are to walk in as he does, which we can see in 1 John chapter 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ the Son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And there's also a little clause following that about forgiveness of sins. Should you happen to sin while you're walking in the light and you make a mistake, that's one thing. It's another thing to say that you follow Christ and totally do those things in darkness. He finishes this little section, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. The message to America. Note. Second Corinthians six. We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he said, I have heard you in a time accepted in the day of salvation have I succored thee or come alongside to help you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's a scripture that many an evangelist has used to tell people you need to accept the Lord today. You need to follow him today because now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. He's come alongside. He's given you grace. He's there. He's calling you to come to him. And if you reject it, you do so at your own peril. But we live in a nation, America, where we think that that's not needed. And we even have pastors that are not pastors in these churches, but devils. And we have witches in our churches and many other things. And you may think, well, witches are okay. No, they're all, no, they're not. 
It's time for you to understand, America, there's a right and there's a wrong. And as far as man is concerned, the right way is not man's way, it's God's way. And there's a lot of things we do in America. We have made laws, we've accepted it, we believe it, and it's wrong, it's evil, it's wicked, and it'll send your butt to hell along with your soul. You got to understand something. Now is the time. Now is the time to wake up. Now is the time to walk in the light. Now is the time to decide what side you're really on. Not the Democrat side, not the Republican side, not the American side, not the North Korean side. or the many thugs who are killing the Christians. We're believers. We walk in the light as Christ is in the light and we pray for, sorrow with, and weep with the brethren who are persecuted and killed and murdered and beheaded and so many other evils. This is a wicked time. But yet I can step outside certain days, early in the morning, late at night, and I can look around and it's peaceful. And here we have animals, wild animals. And you can look around and you can... It's just quiet. And you think for a moment, wow. <laughs> it's peaceful. And around here it is peaceful a lot. But we are living in a wicked time. We're living in a time where people need the truth. Where people need to understand what truth is. Now see, Paul carries this a little further. He says, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. But in all things, approving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings. Now that's a lot of stuff to go through, but if you look around and if you will listen to our shows, we will detail a lot of the things. And Christians today have patience. They seek the Lord. They're finding death and afflictions. In, in necessities, they need food and clothing and shelter and water and safety and protection because many times none of the Christians defend themselves. They have no guns. There's no way to do it. These people come at night. They're, they come in like an army and they kill them. They slaughter them, burning down everything, running them out. The same thing happens if you know in other areas where there are no Muslims that do that. in stripes and imprisonments. And if you get into Iran, it's even worse in North Korea, in China, and you'll find it in Pakistan, in India, many other places. Christians are winding up in, in prison and facing all kinds of evil in watchings and fastings. We're speaking to America now when we say that because when you're overseas there a lot of them don't have food. They don't have water. Many of them don't even have a house anymore because everything they had was taken, destroyed. So America, what I'm gently telling you on this Friday, wake up, nudge yourself, come awake, seek the Lord. Now you see, Paul also had another little word, and, and I remember this for one reason. It says, in as much as possible, live at peace with all men. Now see, there's some people you can't live at peace with. You try. 
but they don't want anything to do with you. Found out you're a believer, they don't like what you teach, or they don't like uh, what you look like, whatever it is. Or maybe they're doing things that aren't biblically correct, and they think you don't like them for some reason. And so when you have people and and folks you will in this world in as much as possible live at peace with all men if you can but make no mistake when you get in some of the areas that I'm talking about like some of the recent stuff that happened in Bangladesh and in Indonesia the stuff that's always ongoing in Kenya and Pakistan and India and in North Korea, they don't even mess with you. They throw you in a camp and we've had word of them eating grass to try to survive. And then there was no grass, so they started eating dirt. Folks, we're talking about human beings. The latest word out of North Korea is Kim Jong-un was uh, killing those who had COVID in order to save the republic over there. This guy's crazy. He did meet with Trump, though. He can appear very friendly and nice one moment. The next moment, he'll just simply tell people, you know, tell them to kill him because he was raised that way. That's all he's ever known. He's never known the truth. He's never known anything other than that. And he belongs to a family that ruled like that. So there's that in his family. He needs to be delivered from that. But he has blood on his hands. Paul in this section goes on to say, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost and by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand, on the left. In other words, enduring through all these things and doing it by being pure, having knowledge being long-suffering, being kind through the power of the Holy Ghost and having love unfeigned, unlimited, without reservation. By the word of truth, that's the word of God. By the power of God, that enables you to do it. By the armor of righteousness, that keeps you out of impurity. On the right hand or the left, that's whatever opportunity there is. And I can tell you, of all these years we've been doing this and covering the persecuted church I am amazed at how these people you know I mean I can go way way back into Egypt and I'm not talking about the time of the pharaohs give me a break <laughs> but they had riots quite a number of years ago and uh, the Coptic church over there you know one of the leaders over there they said we live every day with the knowledge that we could be martyred. We honor the martyrs and we know living here, it's dangerous. But they, they go to their churches, they, do, they have their faith and whatever happens, happens. Another Christian leader says when we're out and we're spreading the gospel and we're doing stuff, if a mob comes up, if there's situations we can't handle, we just kneel down and pray, whatever it is. And he says, if we die, we die. If we live, we live. Can you live like that? I'm telling you, folks, you will if you have to. But by the power of God. It goes on to say, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers and yet true. Now see, that's, that's really what a lot of Christians are known as. They're dishonored. They're hated. They have evil reports on them. But yet the evil report and the things they say, the hatred in the eyes of God, it's a good report. They're holding up honorably. And although they're called deceivers because they serve the Lord God and his son Yahshua Jesus Christ 
It's not uncommon to have them called deceivers, but yet they're true. They speak the truth. See, in America, we haven't learned to live that yet. I mean, we're still fighting over the petty stuff here. And it's not petty anymore. It used to be years ago, you know. Now we've allowed those who truly hate America and their kids, our own kids. Like one black pastor said, it's not the white folk that are killing us. It's all them black boys and black girls out on the streets that are killing us. They're our own kids. A lot of Antifa. I've seen in entire groups of Antifa that were white. I've seen entire groups of, of BLM who stood up with a BLM sign, and they were white. There wasn't a black person among them. As unknown and yet well-known as dying and behold we live as chastened and not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing and yet possessing all things now you see the opposites here this is common in the kingdom of God he that loses his life for my sake in the gospel he will find it you got to lose your life in order to find it you know, it's just like when someone gets lost, you got to go find them. But in this case, <laughs> it's the opposite. By honor. You know, that's the way the world lives. But as a Christian, when you go out, the world hated the Lord. They're going to hate you, and you could wind up on the dishonor list. Evil report. They have an evil report because you don't do things the way they do. You don't believe like they do, so... Yet in God's eyes, it's a good report because you're walking in the light of Christ as deceivers, but you're true as unknown. They really don't know you, but yet they do know you. As dying and behold, we live. In death, we find life. And in life, we face death. Opposites. The kingdom of God is like that. In order, to, in order to even access the power of God, we have to believe. We have to have faith. You can't accept a God or an entity or anybody if you don't know who they are. Well, I serve this God over here. Well, who is he? I don't know. <laughs> and matter of fact... Paul went to the Ephesian, uh, the Corinthians on Corinth Hill, on Mars Hill, and they had a, a monument there, an image, and it said, to the unknown God. <laughs> you know, and Paul was right on there. He went up, he says, I've come to speak to you today about this unknown God, him I serve. I know this unknown God. <laughs> you see, Going right into the den of the pagans. Going to meet with them right there. This was all the scholars around. All those who discussed different things. As sorrowful. I'll tell you. Reporting on all the bloodshed and the innocents getting killed is tough. I do this and Tower does it. She's been at my side for many years. Many years. And it's gut-wrenching. Because people are really dead. And they're very, very brutal. I covered uh, ISIS going through the Middle East from our websites. I don't do news anymore. Whatever I do, I do through our shows. I don't write about it. Everything I write is either the books I write, the e-books I do, or the articles. And I've written a multitude, two multitudes of articles. I've been a writer since I was a kid. I can write thousands of words within a short time, literally. And... It's a God-given gift. And so, as such, I write for the Lord, period. 
I don't look for pay. Now in the books, it's a way to support myself, but yet even with that, it's getting the word out. But it's tough. And many times it's sorrowful. It brings you to tears. It's gut-wrenching. Because you know what they do. One of the images that burns in my mind, I'll never forget when covering ISIS going through the Middle East. Now, they had a tendency to give their, their, their fighters drugs. Now, this was something that they used to use in the Crusades. And... Uh, <clears throat> And even the crusaders from Europe who fought the Muslims, uh, some of them got in on this, taking this drug and going into battle. But it was well known among, among the f others to take this drug. And it makes them fearless in battle, not fearing death. And on this one day, I was... And a lot of our feeds for this came directly from the battle line. And we had uh, uh, some contacts and places that we could get information of those that were fighting directly. And the people, everybody had a cell phone practically, so uh, we would scan. I would scan through the stuff uh, from the areas, and I'd pick up their their pictures and videos and stuff and on one there was a guy standing there a Muslim fighter and of course there was someone taking the picture and he was holding up this this thing in front of him just like a fisherman would hold up his catch of trout or sea bass or whatever Or just like a hunter would display, you know, go and rabbit hunt and pick up his rabbits and hang on to them. This is what I got. And right in front of him, he had this thing in front of him, covered in blood. Had a long dress on. Looked to be about ten years old. Had no head. It was a girl. And he was smiling like a Cheshire cat from ear to ear like he had just bagged the biggest seven point elk you have ever seen in your life at that moment if I would have been beside him I would have killed him on the spot honest to God I would have and I would have killed anybody around that was close to him that, were, that believed it was okay it was so horrible. And during those two years of doing this, I had already been sick of the blood that was going on. All the blood that shed. It's just unreal. Years ago, God put it in my heart to cover blood guilt. And I have the study of blood guilt on my website. It's under our classic Warren Radio. It's a special section of our Warren Radio shows that I take out of our past shows, redo, put them all on one page, completely redo everything in it, and polish it up and present it as a finished product to listen to. And I cover blood guilt all the way from Cain to Revelation. And I'll also tell you how it applies to the time when you, the Lord was here and died on the cross and the blood guilt that was involved in all of that. But you see, many people are so preoccupied that they never see these things. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Yet, the other day I was 
coming to the Lord about a lot, a lot of the recent stuff, and it was horrible too. This was in Indonesia, and before that it was Bangladesh. And the Muslims were beheading farmers and fishermen. They had a hundred of them. Indonesia, the mayor and one of his cohorts, it, it looked like, had come out to meet these Muslim warriors and they were the first to get beheaded. They left each of their bodies apart from one another in one place and took their heads and threw them across the road. And then they proceeded to burn another house down and they burned alive a guy and his son. These are all Christians, by the way. This was a Christian village. And they went through the village. It was horrific. And you see, these Christians don't kill them. Don't have guns. Don't have much to defend themselves. These people come upon them as nothing out of the blue. They've never had trouble before. So I sought the Lord about this one. It was horrible. I said, can't they defend themselves? You let Israel defend themselves and take land in the Old Testament. You allow Israel today to defend herself. These people never fight, folks. I've never seen them to fight. There was one group many years ago, a Christian group, that was fighting, and I don't know what happened to them. I lost track of them. These people get slaughtered. What was what would you do if it was your kids? You see, we've seen our streets of fire and people getting killed, and we've seen firsthand what godlessness will do. Make no mistake, folks. It can come to America in a way you've never seen, nor could you dream. I have been witness to it and it's just as real as if I'd been there but folks you don't want to be there but yet someone has to be there it's unconscionable and I said Lord render judgment to these people that are doing this to bring them to repentance. They can't be allowed to continue to kill innocent people like this. Well, at any rate, I went on and the Lord did answer me. I'm not going to go into details, but suffice it to say, it was later on when Tower had showed me an article or maybe, no, I seen it, and then I shared it with her. And it was an update from the ministry that we are in contact with that is in the Middle East and the whole area there. They have these churches they built. Actually, it's, uh, it's a group of former Muslims who became Christians. And there's a... Huge, huge group of churches, a good good amount of churches that uh, all believers, at any rate, they sent us an update. Come to find out now, the Muslim attackers have COVID and their families, and some of them have died. The Christians also have COVID, but they're fine. Their village was marked as having COVID. You see, in this case, being a Christian and having COVID doesn't bother you. But being a bad guy who kills and beheads people, that brings a curse on you. So, did God do that? 
Well, nothing ever happens by chance in the kingdom of God. You see, in the, in the whole scheme of things, there's a lot of things you and I need to look at. First Thessalonians 5 Everyone, if you're a Christian, you know this. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of Lord so comes as a thief in the night. And that's when the enemy does come. That's when these Muslim warriors came in, in the night, caught them off guard. Many times that happens. Now, when we talk about the Lord coming... He will catch people off guard. He comes as a thief in the night. You won't see him coming. Now we will know when the time approaches. But you will not know the exact day or hour. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as it travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape see because man is always looking for that world utopia you have all these kids that are pillaging and burning and they think they're doing somebody a service because they want socialism they want a change in the country they want to destroy America and bring in their own thing then they will have what they classify as whatever is peace and safety and good but see, none of this is going to work. Because the minute you arrive at your peace and safety, and there will be a moment of peace and safety even when the dark one comes, there will come a time when there will be no more martyred Christians or anybody that oppose them because they'll all be dead. Or they will be marked by the Lord himself and be safe. Or they'll already be with the Lord. But when they find that perfect kingdom, then sudden destruction will come upon them. They'll never see it coming. Because the Lord will come. But it says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that they should overtake you as a thief. You are children of light and the children of the day, and you're not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are on the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation." For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now see, this reminds me again of Haggai. Pastor John Haggai. And to finish the story, he had made social media aware by telling everybody that the Christians need to stop whining about what's happening to them in America and start standing up and binding the spirits, the darkness, and fasting and praying. In other words, it's called spiritual warfare, folks. You bind the enemy. You bind these powers of darkness. You pray about it. You come against it. The New Testament tells us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. So why do you sit here and whine all the time? Why do you feel sorry for yourself? See, and I even believe this extends to the mission field. I believe that if we were more well taught, see, and we've had years and years where we've been away from really true danger 
we become soft, weak, subject to corruption, deception, and wickedness, licentiousness, evil, and pride. So if you are of the light, then make it a point to understand when you have something in the way, you can pray and change it. And this applies practically, too, even at work. You bind that spirit of dissension in the office. You bind that spirit of whatever it is that's in your co-worker. You pray for peace over them. You pray for their salvation. You bind these things. You come against them. You, you command in the peace of God into that office where you're at. Because, see, the teaching is that if you happen to be married... And you've got an unbelieving husband or wife, then they're sanctified by your faith. They're set aside. That household is because of the one believer that's there. God will bless it so you can lead them to the Lord. And in an office, God puts you there if you're a Christian and know, know this. He puts you there for a reason, and I can tell you for certain, whenever you're working, God will always find someone to put you there, put there that are totally irritating. Many years ago in another lifetime, you see, I have been an executive chef, <laughs> business owner, caterer, food and beverage manager, general manager <laughs> and I was just starting out in this one job as chef I was later promoted to food and beverage manager but this one woman was just a pain in the butt all the time pain in the butt my first night that I worked there none of my all my cooks were sick so I had to start I had to take over the line and didn't even know the menu, I didn't know where anything was yet. But this woman came behind there and showed me where everything was. Then there was a couple of other waitresses, good old waitresses. But then later on, you know, she just became a pain. And uh, finally I decided that I would, I needed some other supervisors so I got this woman I said okay I'm going to promote you to a supervisor here but don't come to me and complain about everything you find a solution then come to me tell me the solution and then we can take care of it she became one of my best buddies and she worked to help the restaurant. And even when we had some serious illness and sickness in the family, which winded up in death, she came up to the hospital to see us. It was an amazing thing because, <laughs> frankly, you know, she had been a pain in the butt, and here she is up here, you know. So... Um, I haven't seen her in years and years, but I remember her fondly. So folks, you're gonna be you're gonna have neighbors, you're gonna have people you meet that are not nice. And we have to endure in the love of Christ and sometimes that is hard because we're in America, we want to tell them off. Now we're not gonna put up with their harassment if they're doing if they want to hurt your wife or your kids, no. You, you protect your family. You can do that. We're not going to put up with that. But there comes a time when you can't protect yourself. As in the case of many of these believers overseas. You see, because if they were to stand up, shoot them or kill them or something then they would have 10,000 of their enemy upon them and everybody would be killed. 
because they are Christians in a country and they're a small minority. <clears throat> so that is the problem. So in areas like Nigeria and Kenya and almost all of Africa and Pakistan and India, you know, Indonesia, you can go into Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, etc. Minorities who are Christians. And the majority will oppress them. They live in a very tough situation. In America, we've had, you know, for many, many years, a majority of Christians. Christian churches and everything. But now, everything in the past now has been made evil by BLM and also the 1619 Project and many other attempts. You have radical leftists who regularly call to kill all the whites. Well, the problem, folks, there's the truth here. The sin is not in the skin. The sin is that which is within. It is in the heart of man and not the skin of man. And you can kill every white, you can kill every other color you don't like, every other race thinking that's a trouble. But in the end, when you look in the mirror or look in the stream or see a reflection of yourself, you're going to see where the original sin is that you've been trying to take care of and it's been in you all along. This is fighting God the kingdom war. And unless you understand the fact that the power of God is within you, the kingdom of God is within you, you are children of light, and you have a path to pursue in this world, this world needs a witness of true believers, and we need to stand up not just in, as a Christian, not because we're a Baptist, not because we're a Pentecostal, not because we're whatever we are, but it's because you're a follower of Yahshua, Jesus Christ, your Lord. Put away the man-made denominations and stand up in faith and look them in the eye and tell them. And you can pray. You don't have to go around and knock on every door and tell them they're a sinner and going to hell. That's, that's doing more harm than good. We reach out with love and compassion and try to help them. And maybe they don't want to be helped, so it may take years. This is the kingdom war. We got done with the thief in the night. And we've got a few more of these, and then we'll be ending it. Most of these is summing up and taking the look at how we labor as the kingdom of God comes closer. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Bless those that hear it whenever they do undertake in their lives. Bless them and keep them safe. Undertake in their behalf and undertake for the brethren around the world. Father, make a way for them and make a way for those that hear this. Let this word extend to the ends of the earth. Let it not return void. But bless those and draw those to yourself in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And we do have a lot of on classic uh, Warren Radio as well as the other on our websites. A lot of articles. Check them out. Tell your friends about them. We do have pages on MeWe and on USA.life. And we also have Christian groups on those. We are on uh, CloudHub, Parlor, uh, and as I said, USA.life. 
and MeWe and Twitter. You know, a lot of them. We'll see you folks. Take care. Look to the Lord. And know that he loves you. But he's not going to put up with your sin and excuses. One day, grace will come to an end and judgment will be there. Repent today. For it is the day. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.